Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the California Penal League podcast. We are a baseball podcast, and what we're going to do today is we're going to start fixing baseball. This is part one of our series of how we fix baseball. We're focusing today on kind of the marketing angle of the game, which is in desperate, dire straits at the moment. So we're going to we're going to fix it for them. Uh, I'm Steve. With me as always is Chris and Fabs, and we are just going to jump right into this bad boy. So I think this is like personally, I think probably baseball's biggest issue. I know we're going to get into later episodes talking about like rules and, you know, the financial aspects of the game, but I think baseball just has a severe, severe marketing problem and they can't get out of their own way, not just on off the field, but then on the field as well. So I'll throw it to you guys first to kind of start to give some thoughts on this, but yeah, it's this, the thing is like, it's in such a bad, it's a bad spot, but I feel like there's so many like low hanging fruit ideas that are out there for, for baseball to do that. Like maybe they're starting to, it was like the thing that I thought was hilarious was baseball finally relented on the radio rights. And so you can now actually like on iHeartRadio online, mm-hmm. you can actually listen to your, your team's broadcast on the radio, like through the iHeart platform. And they were like, this is monumental. This is so. It's, it's 2021. What a crusty can, ass like <laughs> approach to doing stuff. 
<laughs> it was like, it's, this is like game changer. It's like, get oh the fuck God. out of here. <laughs> it's 2021. Radio hasn't been the number one option to consume the product for 50 plus years. And they're just now getting around to. Next, they're going to be like, oh, we're going to do like expanded highlights before movie showings. <laughs> I mean, right. they are so far in the past. Especially when it comes to marketing. I mean, I think one of the big problems is like the three of us are all 20 years too young to ever be hired to do any marketing stuff for them. And and we're probably too old for the demographic they need to get. So it's not even like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in that weird, like, we don't care about you stage with baseball. Like, even no matter how much we love it, we're like, because... You're too young to work for us, and you're too old to be what we're worried about as the market to grow. Right. Because we're already we're in. Also like, a, we're already yeah. into the, yeah. Right. We're like a weird demographic, too, because we have, like, the, the 90s nostalgia, which we talked about on our crossover episode with Revenge of the 90s, where we did a little big league. Still to come. Still to come. Oh, yeah, that hasn't come out yet. Yes. At least um, on this platform. Okay, perfect. I was like, wait, I listened to that episode. I was laughing very hard. Um, but, but like, we, we were in a coma, the, dude. <laughs> we had the benefit of like the awesome Ken Griffey Jr. video games coming out, uh, yeah. the Sosa McGuire home wrenches. Like, we grew up in a great era for baseball, and it was like the last big national push of baseball. And we kind of grew during the, the switchover to when it became very regionalized. So it's, yeah, people in our generation, already they've already kind of got us. And if you're a fan of the team, I mean, I think where you have the differentiators is like how often you follow the team. Like I, I check the scores every night. Um, I know you guys do too, but again, mm-hmm. we also are doing a podcast on baseball. So like that probably contributes to that a little bit. Sure. It's, I, I would say, and let me know if you agree. I would say their target demographic should probably be, 14 to 21-year-olds mm-hmm. getting that section? Maybe even maybe even a little bit older, okay. I would say. I'd, I'd probably even, you know, ramp it up to 25, 26-year-olds. But, yes, I mean, that's splitting hairs. And it's funny because, like, youth baseball numbers continue to, like, go up every year. So it's not like people aren't playing the game. Like, yeah. football, that's what's so interesting about it. It's like, <laughs> this should be so easy for them. Because you have everybody playing your sport at such a young age, whereas football, their numbers decline because parents their, don't want their kids playing their football. Their numbers, yeah. Right. But not without giving, I mean, I don't want to, you know, give away the, the juicy details of what I of what I think baseball needs to do right in the first five minutes. But football has something going for it that we'll, I want to circle back to. Okay. Um, as on a whole. And Fabs, you're actually kind of, you made me think of something with our age demo. I would say that we probably all have a lot of friends that are similar to us, you know, that we check scores regularly, that we follow the game. You know, we're watching five, six games a week, easy, you know, for our favorite teams. We're we're the diehards Mm -hmm. of our generation for sure. But a lot, I, I would say that the numbers in our generation probably maybe skew a little bit higher to involvement in watching baseball as a whole. Um, Because I would probably say we also have a number of friends that keep up enough to know where teams are at as well. 
I mean, I got friends who, quite frankly, might catch a game a week. But they have a general idea of where teams stand. And I kind of think it goes that that kind of also is that football-basketball mentality where there's only that one, two game, sometimes three in basketball, games a week, where it's it's easier to, you know, carve out that time. And, and it doesn't, you know, I'm going to be honest. When the Indians game got rained out against the, the Reds a couple weeks ago on that Sunday, and then we had the off day on Monday, I didn't know what to do for 48 Oh, I hate hours. that. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, there's nothing worse lost. than the two-day stretch in a baseball season where you don't have games. It's, right. it's I was, disgusting. It's super like, disorienting. You're just like, uh, wait, yeah. is the te- did the season already end? Like, I thought yeah. it's May. Like, what's going on? Like, my mind is like, what day of the week is it now? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. even remember now. I do love that, the consistency of it. I think that's something that's interesting and special. Like, while I've opined a lot about how I think this season should be shortened to 120 games or 100 games, knowing that that won't ever happen. I do, I do like that there is something that I can look to in the sports world that's my team that isn't some bizarro, like, oh, what's happening with the running of the Bulls? What's going on yeah. in Wimbledon? Like, what's going on in golf? Like, it's, it's a team I actually am invested in. And um, so I like that that's there, especially to bridge me you know, if it's a bad season to bridge me until football season starts. I think, I mean, you know, we're talking about the NFL a little bit and I know, I think I might know where you're going with that, Chris. The thing that the league that I would look to that I think if we're trying, if you're trying to capture the younger demographic and and just like, I think the NBA has done this so perfectly. I'm talking about the NBA is the thing that basketball has gotten right is that it's a couple things. It has unleashed everybody to be able to create content on their own mm-hmm. using highlight packages. You can do gifts, you can do memes, you can do like, there are people in the NBA sphere on social media that have built their entire personas and like influence and, and following just by like being like meme creators for the NBA. And they're super yep. funny. They're hilarious. And then you have, and then you have like friggin' like the most amazing show ever and in, inside the uh, NBA that I would watch on a nightly basis. Like there, there, that oh, yeah. is content in and of itself, you know, like that is a show that's enjoyable beyond just the game. But, but you know what? Baseball had some of that on MLB baseball tonight. Well, baseball tonight when we were growing up, certainly, but then with the MLB network and then they yeah. just started canning everybody left and right. And not yeah. to mention that, the packages that you have to buy on cable right. it's just not to as get accessible. access to it. You need like you need like a best damn sports show type of period. Yes. Best damn sports show period yes. type of show where it's like looser. I was it's- gonna say Chris Rose, who was on that show, was also on with Millar, Kevin Millar. Oh, and they yeah, did yeah. um Intentional Talk or something like Intentional that. Intentional Talk. That was a great show. And then yeah. I mean, Fab's your favorite buddy from out of New York, Mad Dog would come on right after them. You know, that was great content, you know, because, you know, it was just great content. But you know what? It was saddled in the middle of the day. It, right, exactly. Like, who are, they, who are they playing to? Retirees? Like, right. Yeah. And, and, and those three guys on those two shows were way too young for the you know, my dad's generation, my father-in-law, like, I mean, like, they don't connect with those guys. 
They well, connect and, to but us. the other thing too, though, the inside the NBA and and the other, I have one other point on the NBA, but yeah, the so. thing about the inside the NBA that has worked so well is that that was an organic thing where it was like it just became what it was because of the personalities. Like you can't, it's like hard to mimic that. I think yes. I think where it really came from and how it grew, and this is my other point on the NBA, is that the NBA is they're experts at allowing their players to have like personalities, but then also using that, like letting them craft like storylines. There's, there is like this little element of like WWE. There's like a sprinkle of professional wrestling that exists in the NBA where like, cause like Fabs and I talk about it a lot. When we are, when we're all three on here before we record, we talk about the NBA and it's almost more of the storylines Oh, it's sometimes the drama of it. Yeah, it's, it's the drama. Like, it's just a little bit play? of. Yes, like, you know the players are good. That, that are good. Like it's the drama of it. It's the like June thirtieth. Like which player is going to get locked in his like house by his teammates so he can't sign? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is like yes. who, who crashed? Like who crashed? Like Triple H's wedding went and was in the house. Like, do you remember that when he was marrying Stephanie McMahon? And like, oh no, dude, that was no Triple H crash Tessa's oh, wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he got, <laughs> he took he stole Stephanie from her bachelorette party, and he did a drive-through wedding. And my sister was sobbing in our living room because she was she was actually excited for the wedding. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> but see, that's the kind of thing. Like, do you remember the DeAndre Jordan drama when like yes, yes. yeah. <laughs> It was incredible. For Chris, for Chris Paul and like the, the the rest of the Rockets, right? The uh, Clippers. They barricaded or him. Clippers. Like, I'm sorry, Clippers. Yeah, the, yeah. He was going to go to the Mavericks, and they yeah, right, barricaded yeah. him in his house. Yeah, they're they like, no, nah, man. They couldn't let like Mark Cuban into that door, and it was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, we're going to play video games or like drink, and it's just like I don't know. There's some like like I said, there is that sprinkle where you know that they've kind of drawn from and baseball has at their disposal. Like we've said daily, daily content. It gets more than any, any sport where they've got content out there and they don't utilize it and they don't let fans create user generated content. It's Mm -hmm. insane. They want to own all of it. Well, and and to that point, I mean, obviously being more hyper-focused on the Indians, my goodness, I forgot how much I hate Javi Baez. But when we played them, he was kind of, you know, doing some of that little chirping. He was kind of creating that little bit of drama during oh. the series. Oh, yeah. Joe Buck got the biggest boner about how fast he tags people out at second base. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Like, Javi Baez, you know, if I'm, if I'm a relief pitcher, I-, I might give you some chin music, man. Mm-hmm. You know, shut up and go play the game. Let's go. But like you're like you said, you know, Major League Baseball wants to squash it for whatever reason. At least presumably squash it. I don't, you know, shouldn't say that with certainty. And there's no reason to do it because the NBA has embraced the marketing. I mean, oh yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but like, I mean, you guys know. I mean, I I was a sport marketing major in college. Okay. So the one thing about the NBA that we learned was that David Stern back in the eighties, when the NBA almost went belly up, 
was like, look, we got to reinvigorate this league. And he started marketing the players. Mm-hmm. That's the best product you have. And I mean, it was the, it was bird and magic. Obviously that's the one we can go back to and go, look, that that's exhibit a of how this all started. And you just follow the next 35, 40 years. And they got lucky. They, those were two, the two best teams. So yes, I mean, like super if, lucky there. If bird would have been on the calves and they would just been trash. It would have yeah. been like, well, Magic Johnson's <laughs> just running stuff. But Magic also, like, Johnson's just going to win the next seven titles. The other thing, though, with like the leagues that we're mentioning, we're talking about like the transactional nature of them and how the transaction or the the the, the hope that it causes is almost becomes bigger and more important and more talked about than the uh, actual on court or on field uh, results, and that's really hard to do in baseball. Because one contracts are can be forever. You can do a ten year deal. There's no like, oh, like LeBron's going to do a uh, a two and one deal, or like that doesn't yeah. happen in baseball. Like you, you don't you have guys forever. Like you, you don't have you know we drafted a dude and then in four years when he's a star his rookie deal ends and then so like I mean there's, well so that part's very hard to replicate. I was going to say I mean for the longest time and and maybe this is a good segue. For the longest time, you know, we as Indians fans had the, I don't know what the right term would be, but the the impending doom, I guess, of Trevor Bauer and going year by year. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is what he said yeah. he was going to do. And a little disappointed he didn't do that. Though his deal with the Dodgers does offer his, him some outs pretty early. But anyways, I mean, he did sign a multi-year deal. But still, mm-hmm. you know, there was talk that he was going to do a year-by-year deal and just, you know, say, hey, you know, look, I be killed a, it last year. Be a mercenary year. and stuff. Yeah, be a mercenary, which as much as I hated it as an Indians fan, I was also super curious to see how that was going to play itself out. Right. Yeah. Well, especially, especially once he got traded, I was like, oh, dang, like, this is cool, like. Sign me up. And he's a dude that gets it as far as the marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. He's got that momentum channel. Yeah. I love the interviews is, he does with other oh, pitchers and players. That and is that is some of the best content out there. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he does it with kind of a big just middle finger to the league and the league offices is also, you know, Even that better. much. Yeah, makes it that much more fun and better. You're starting to get other people creating stuff like you have John Boy, you've got Pitching Ninja, yeah. you've got some of these other guys out there that are like starting to to grow that. But like it's still like it's almost it's, like it's such a slow. Yeah, it's like come burn on there. Well, okay, so what would we do? Like we've got you know MLB. Like, they, we have a lot of good things on this list, Steve. Yeah, I know, I know. I want to like get. We have no shortage of ideas. I, of I want to say, can, Rose, I, if I'm I have 15 it. seconds. Yeah, I yeah. wish there was like six of the best players in baseball. We're just like we're gonna form. We're gonna be called like the Expendables or like the League of Mercenaries. And each season, they would just decide we're gonna do a one year deal and go team to team. Team to and team. And just like they're just like this <laughs> roving horde of like all stars that are just like <laughs> like just like the NWO for for uh, baseball. Would oh be, my god! Like, you know, think, think like uh, Tatis, Trevor Bauer. 
Mike Trout, just like Acuna, the biggest Acuna, yeah, the biggest names are like, like yeah, that play like seven or eight different positions, and just like just is deciding like, oh, we're going to go to a small market this year, like the Pirates. Here we come, and they're like, what's happening? Yeah. How do we stop this team? <laughs> you know what though, Fabs, you bring up a great point, and I know that. I mean, I think that delves into the episode when we want to talk about the finances of right, of, right, of yeah. the game, but. I don't think we're that far away from something of that nature. I Truth, truthfully, I don't think we are, especially when you start seeing these guys, these vets yeah. who are 29, 30, 31, 32, not getting deals. Right. right. Because teams, I mean, hey, I love it. Teams, yeah. You know, yeah. I love it. What the Indians got going, what some of these other smaller markets are doing, where they're focusing on more of the young guys. But at the same time, there's still good players that can play until uh-huh. 32, 33 years old. You know, why not get some of these guys for a year, year or two? So I definitely could see something going on. Oh, I maybe maybe that these guys are a little bit older. You know, maybe it's after, you know, some small market teams kind of like, okay, deuces, you know, bye. Yeah. And they're 32, 33. And they're like, look, I, I I still got another good year or two left in me. And I'm going to team up with X. XYZ, I'm going to team up with yeah. XYZ. So I really yeah, we don't think more, we're like, that far away from that. We need more guys that are like bros, like right. in the NBA, where it's like, that's my buddy. I'm going to go play with him. Yeah. yeah know, we, need, we need more of Give that. Give me that. Please. Where it's like, I will, I will literally take a pay cut to go play with my friend. You know, oh, I, that'd be the best. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, good, that's that's a whole other thing. That's the financial Sorry. aspect. So let's go. I, I figure you know, Christopher, whoever wants to go first, throw out like some of your favorite. Okay. Things. Um, we'll, we'll just kind of like okay. go through the list. I'll yeah. throw out a couple things that like I had suggested, and one I didn't put on here, but I, in my personal opinion, I think baseball has the best video game of any of the pro sports. Like it's so much better than mm-hmm. than Madden. Madden hasn't done any updates in like years. NBA is great, and they have the whole 2K league. So, like, you got to create some kind of yeah. league and all the content with MB, with uh, yeah. MLB the that, show. MLB the that show was amazing. really cool. What they did last year during the uh, during the lockdown and everything, mm-hmm. where they had the little tournament. Yeah, that was cool. That I like that a lot. That's how you get young people. Uh, I worked for a video game company that did like video game content. The NBA 2K league was just starting then, so like that's I think a way to go. Uh, Steve and I have talked about this several times. Uh, have a licensed film release each each year. And I said, alternate between your target audience, between kids and adults, where you do like maybe a serious biopic, like 42, and then a Sandlot type movie. And I had a really ridiculous movie idea where you remake Three Men and a Baby with Fernando Tatis Jr., Mookie Betts, and Mike Trout as the lead. <laughs> I don't care how bad that is. I will pay $50 yeah. uh, to yeah. see that film. Like, that yeah. sounds incredible. Or like um, when like LeBron was in uh, Trainwreck and he was like Bill Hader's yes. friend. It's like how has Mike Trout not like been in a movie where he's like, dude, I, I, it's he's Andy Samberg's friend. Le- LeBron actually made that movie. Like he, like he was great. Just being he was very himself. fun in it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, or like where's like the MLB Space Jam? Like how does like Tatis or Mookie Betts? Like Mookie Betts especially. He's like one of the most electric dudes ever, and and the energy that feeds off of him. It's like, go put him in a, in like a yeah, Looney Tunes baseball movie. Yeah. I know. I know. Why it's not? crazy. 
And then my other show, we were kind of talking about this earlier, but a weekly baseball like hangout show, like inside the NBA, you have a game of the week, you feature a game of the week, you go back to the studio like several times, you have some old timers to tell like insane, like crazy ass stories about, you know, like Phil Negro smoking heaters you know, in the dugout, <laughs> players getting shit-faced, and then yeah. you have, like, whoa, some whoa, whoa, young time out, time out. Yeah. Are we trying to make this family-friendly or more... Oh, no, no. Okay, okay, no, this okay. Is like, I would say this is, like, trying to capture this the is... inside the NBA audience, so you want to okay. get, like, 16 okay. and up, where it's like, oh, dude, dad, I heard this, like, crazy story. Do you know who, like, Phil Necro is? He's like, yeah, of course I do. Like, how do you know him? Apparently, he would, like, smoke, like, like three packs of heaters, like during a baseball game. Isn't that crazy? Let's watch this show together. And just like <laughs> have fun with it and like have a yeah. game of the week or on just, a not ESPN network. So that, that would be my last like big idea. I love that. I love that. My big two, this is uh the first one is kind of my personal vendetta this year is just make the games more accessible. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, Fabs, you were kind of getting to that was your last point. But MLB TV, MLB Network, you know, you got to... Well, MLB Network, you have to pay crazy amounts of money just to get it as a part of your basic cable package. Mm-hmm. MLB TV is a great product if you want to watch a team that's not in your market. But if you want to watch your team mm-hmm. in market, you can't because of stupid blackout rules. We need to end up. We need to end the blackouts. I'm sorry. It's 2021. Yep. Who are you protecting with blackouts anymore? Preach. Like, yeah. Blackouts are the it's, weirdest it's principle. Stupid. It's the weirdest concept ever. Where it's it's 2021. You can stream. I can stream like Bulgarian like martial arts. Yeah. At like 3 a.m. But I can't watch a if the Dodgers are playing on like ESPN. I can't watch it because it's in my network. Yeah. Like what? Well. And and this ties into the whole thing that, again, kind of touches a little bit on the financials, but when Disney bought all of Fox, they got all of the Fox regional sports networks. Well, apparently they had a monopoly on regional sports networks, so they had to sell them off. Uh, This little-known backwards-ran company, Sinclair, bought them all and has now partnered with Bally's to make it all kind of more gamified, which I'm a, I'm cool with. You know, gambling is going to be kind of that next wave I'm excited of the that, future, yeah. which I'm, you know, as a degenerate at heart, very excited about as well. I can't wait till we can all take our kids to the game and, like, we're like, here, bet, eat, the, yes. eat this ice cream. I have to go play, say, like, Daddy's got to go place a bet on, on the seventh <laughs> inning outcome. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you, Fabs. <laughs> Malcolm, um, I said sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but the par- problem with Bally's and, and the parent company of, crap, I just spaced out on them. Um, Bally, Bally and Sinclair? Sinclair. Sinclair, yes, thank you. Is they have no freaking clue of what they're doing no they don't have an app that's easily accessible they got nothing they keep talking about an app anybody who cut the cord is screwed and you can't watch the games so major league baseball is you know in a prime spot this year as one of the you know the things that's coming back in full force as we're kind of coming out of everything with the pandemic. And yet, 
no one can watch I don't the know. games. Half of your audience can't even watch the freaking games of their team of their favorite teams. They should have baseball should have either been like, get this deal done immediately, or they should have said MLB TV is free for everybody. Well, it's Manfred's problem. I mean, the blood's on his hands right there with that. Hundred yeah. percent. He doesn't have the balls to come out and say that and do that. And I I mean, I hope he hears this. I mean, I know he never will, but quite frankly, it's I'm going to start beating that drum with Trevor Bauer because I know Trevor Bauer's taking this up too. That you know the blackouts and these RSNs are just ruining baseball because you're totally missing out on new kids. You know, mm-hmm. 12, 13 year old kids who 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 could have watched games. Now they're not watching games. You know what's you sick? Know? Like if like Netflix was like thinking about the next frontier. Because there's so many like streaming competitors. Yeah. If Netflix was like, fuck it, we're going to buy the rights to like online streaming for baseball and we're going to have it available. Like, you know, you can buy or, you know, in your package, you can upgrade to like a baseball package or something and you can add sure, that's all so games. Sick. I, like, I, think, so I, I think that's on the like, horizon. That definitely They're not cash flow positive. They're not close to cash flow positive. They're going to need to do something because I saw Amazon did that, that NFL deal. deal. Well, Amazon did the nine billion dollar offer for MGM like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And Netflix is losing a lot of share to Disney Plus, Amazon, yep. HBO Max, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, and even HBO Max could potentially be. Well, who the hell knows with the AT T stuff? But the uh, <laughs> my former company. The reason I left because it was a bad idea that AT&T got involved in something they knew nothing about. And then three years later, after almost cratering it, they said, we're good, we're out. And uh, there goes that. All these telecom companies trying to, like, insert themselves into uh, friggin' uh, media properties. But um, Insane. But the, and quickly, I'm sorry, the other thing I was going to say, and this kind of circles back to my NFL point, is that Major League Baseball needs to get out of the good old boy ways of their past and embrace sports gambling. Like I just said, it's coming. It's, you know, most states now with professional franchises will have some form of sports gambling in the next four or five years. I mean, Steve and I live in Ohio and, you know, truth be told, Ohio is so backwards but hopefully by the end of this year, we'll actually have a sports gambling arm within the state that we need to have. MLB needs to partner with somebody so you can have in like in stadium kiosks where you can place a bet mm. or Make a mobile oh, bet on your phone. They're definitely, yeah, they're definitely, they've been talking about that for NFL stadiums. There's, like, yeah, the NFL stadiums too. are doing There, I forget, and I didn't unfortunately remember to do this ahead of time, but I can't remember who it was, but somebody just partnered with a gambling entity and they are doing a joint venture of a sports bar, like adjacent to the stadium with, it's it's a bar and gambling sports gambling facility like feet away from the stadium. Yeah, I believe it's an NFL team. I could be wrong. I think but, it's New York or New Jersey. That sounds right. That sounds they, they just right. Passed it. 
knowing baseball, they'll be like, you can bet on sports, but it's fun money and it's old timey games to see if you know baseball history. And you're like, what are you (laughs) doing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the reason the NFL is so popular is because they embraced fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. Which is gambling. I mean, if we're going to boil it down to it, it's gambling. Baseball has never embraced anything to that nature. I'm sorry, but, you know, you're 20 years late to that party. Yeah, the fantasy train is kind of left at this point. Although there's still, like, there's a dedicated segment of people who play fantasy baseball. Us included. Yes, yes, us included. And I I think there's still something that they can do. But clock's ticking. I think my thing is, like, ultimately it comes down to, like, putting your product in front of as many people as possible. So it's like, you you know, and you let the players and those storylines do the work for you. It's like, let's just put ourselves in front of people, whether that's on social media, TV, streaming, whatever. The, The thing about baseball is that it's so weirdly gated that it's almost impossible for like a young kid to even like access the content at all. So like, if it was me, I would instantly open up the floodgates and be like, all media is available to everybody. And like, I get on, you know, TikTok right now as Major League Baseball. And I'd almost be like, every player needs to get on TikTok right now. I, cause like, you know, Juju Smith Schuster is doing his dances and stuff with the Steelers on TikTok and doing like all these cool behind the scenes videos and stuff, dancing in the locker room, whatever. And that was like, really he's big. a bum. And it got like a lot of play though. And, and like, there was a lot of jawing going on back and forth about that, both internally with the Steelers and from other teams. So like, that's an interesting angle, you know, getting, cause that's where all the kids are, you know, all the younger people are on TikTok. Yeah. It's the biggest platform there is right now. And, and anything else with social, I think is like a given. It's like, so freaking ridiculously easy. I think it would be amazing You're to have somebody. Right. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. Have a guy live stream, have a, you mentioned um, players tweeting in the game. Have a guy with a phone, and you could pass off to different players in the dugout doing a live stream of a game from the dugout, and you get to just be in the dugout with a team like during a game. Like, why not? But you might learn some trade secrets, Steve. Oh yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, like you know, maybe a scout for the other team is uh listening for signs. Like, get you know, get out of here with that. Give me the. Bullpen, I mean, well, guys. hey, hey, it would it, bullpen, it would actually like a bullpen game. Yeah, like have like you know the bullpen guys call the game or something. I don't know. Or, or you do something hilarious like that. I, that, I don't know. That would be funny. That'd be awesome. Dude, I love that. Guys in the bullpen are bored out of their mind. Could you <laughs> imagine just first three innings of a game, right? Let's just say, let's, let's put the cap at the first three because you're going to get through the first three with the starter nine out of 10 times. And if you're not, it'll be funny. Cause it's like, well, we're oh, going yeah. to be in early yeah. tonight. No shit. But like, have like a viewing option because I know the NFL is going to this where like you have multiple viewing options, but have like a viewing option where it's like you watch it from like the bullpen angle mm-hmm. and your commentary is the guys in the bullpen, right? And they're like, that or would they're be like, amazing, or they're like, uh, they're answering questions from like a stream and just talking yeah. to people, and like you're doing like you Something. can like you could do like a picture in picture where like you're kind of watching with them and like talking with them for a bit or something like whatever. 
Bro, that'd be amazing. And maybe you do that'd that. Awesome. Maybe you do that like you do a partnership where like that's the exclusive YouTube content where it's mm-hmm. like those ridiculous, weird like yep. angles and like features and like all kinds of stuff like that. I think that would be incredible. The other thing that I think actually would work really well, this is like where the NFL operates and, and really has like a stranglehold is like the NFL owns Sundays. And the interesting thing yeah. about that is like, you might have your favorite team, but like weirdly you will watch any, like you're always watching whatever the hell the one o'clock game is. You're always watching whatever the four o'clock mm. game is because it's And like, then of course the eight o'clock Sunday night game is, that's our, sometimes the best game. Our wives despise yeah. when it becomes September. When it's, yeah, when it's fall Sundays, like I'm, I'm checked out. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I won't be helping with the children today. Right. <laughs> but I feel like there's something there for baseball where you own like the entire summer, basically. Once the NBA yeah. finals are over, like you literally have like three to three and a half months of you're the only game in town. So like, why aren't you doing something on weekends, whether it's like Saturday night, especially when it's like those nights in the summer where no, not even a network is doing anything. Like how do you right. not have like this sort of like regionalized, thing going where like on a Saturday or a Sunday you own that day in the summer where it's like I know I'm getting on a Sunday or a Saturday a one a four a seven and a ten four games each Saturday say it's a Saturday four games on a Saturday and it's all like regionalized to kind of like make it make sense for all these different regions but like one network runs itself through like if it was like how Turner does the NCAA tournament where you've got, I was you know, just about to say, you know, I was main, just about to yeah, say that is main home base. That's going back and forth to each of the different games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so NCAA. And you had that, you had that last year with the wild card round. That was awesome. The that was fun. Last yeah. year's playoffs were so fun, and the fact that they didn't like keep it expanded is just like it, it, that's stupid. That's so oh, like, are you kidding me? It was so awesome to see. Even though we got our ass kicked by the by the Yankees, it was so fun that you got all these bizarro matchups, and it just added ticket revenue. Like, what are you doing? I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm praying that that gets resolved in the CBA. Yeah, when we I come back to six, I think they'll do like an NFL style where the first two seats will get a buy and then the three and four will host a like three game series at yes, home. I, I think that's where it ends up as well. Which too. is cool. Like I, I like, but, yeah, I like that. But Steve, to your point, like you had that those three days. Right. And it was and, awesome. And it I was, mean, it was I was glorious. I was in heaven. We were working from home and yeah. I, I just had the TV on literally all day long for, for three days. But, but like you said, like a Sunday, like a Sunday, like every Sunday, it needs to be like that. Yeah, yeah. you can you can replicate because one of my first, I mean, like I know we all kind of agree those first two days of March Madness are the best, but like oh, low yeah. key that Friday playoffs day where everybody's playing, that's like a really good like mm-hmm. kind of hidden gym sports day of like this is incredible. 
Like yeah. this is well, so fun. To, five like, games in a row. Yeah, you you're going back and forth. Like it's like games are overlapping, and it's just like it's so awesome. It's so fun when every team is playing all in all in the same day. Like I love it, and you can you can just follow that model a little bit. And obviously, you work in advance with MLB to be like, okay, we need to have some like marquee matchups with scheduling. We're gonna do it. It's gonna be our Saturday or it's gonna be our Sunday, and make sure there's ten weeks of it. That like there's going to be four or five marquee matchups with teams like a, a Red or, Sox Yankees. You uh, know what? Whatever. And I know that their broadcasting crews suck. Like they're abysmal. Yeah, they're very but bad. YouTube. YouTube could do that. Yeah. What's stopping YouTube? Yeah, YouTube you could know? do that. But I mean, yeah, like something they have that some has of the like worst more robust, but like a more like lean ability to yeah. Do something like that where it's not like stuck with you know you have to have like the Turner seven different channels right, that you can do. Right. It's like yeah, yeah Turner's you, not obligated to to show Indiana Jones all weekend long. Or I mean, ESPN I, yeah, I doesn't do have, have an Indiana Jones oh, marathon. Who doesn't? Only I mean, if it's, it's, it's Crystal Skull though. That back to back to back. Shia will stole that movie. movie. Don't make <laughs> me stole that movie. movie. I will. Oh, do it. Hey, God, Steve, you know what? No. I know will what? do it. I love it. I will oh I will defend it too because oh. you know what? They're all hokey to some degree. Okay. That's that's my little tangent. They're all hokey to some degree. <laughs> but no, no, you you're absolutely hundred percent right. They can own Sundays. Yeah, just I mean, you you know, you could you don't even they can't even market the, the World Baseball Classic right. Like they fuck that up every three years. Well, like, I mean, when, it when it's, it's in Miami, it, when it's in Miami or LA and San Diego every right, year, I mean, right. I granted, I I get it. It's March, and those are the you know best climates for it. Right. But, but not no, because like you can, there's plenty of places that have domes. Yeah, Toronto, well, I was just about to, dome, I was just like, about to say you could do Toronto, you could do Milwaukee, you could Arizona. do well. I mean. Arizona, I mean, yeah, it's not like you know. do someplace else, and I mean, like, because I've been to that, and that that was, I went to see who was it, the Dominican and like Puerto Rico play in San Diego. It was awesome. It was phenomenal. I and think, no, I mean, I, I think mean, the other, baseball just dropped the ball with that. I right, wouldn't be surprised, just, like Steve, what you were saying though. I think I, I I could see Netflix making a push. If I was Netflix, I'd make a push for. MLS and MLB to get the rights for both of those. Someone yeah. will. Like under I mean, it's only a matter properties. of time. Yeah. Amazon. I mean, I know Amazon did that They're big NFL, the NFL deal right now. Yeah. But that's that's September through December. Right. Like how how sick would it be, Steve, if if Netflix raised their prices, they doubled them to ten to what is it ten dollars a month now? Like twenty four. Or to, it's like twelve. Is they okay, it, they make it 20 bucks a month, but you had access to every, there's a whole sports page on Netflix. You had access to every MLB and M- every MLS game. And then there mm-hmm. was a like unifying show every night that was like an MLB uh, or a uh, like studio show or something. Studio show that they had. That'd be incredible. I'd pay Dude, that in a heartbeat. Well, there's your, but there's your idea for the synergy of creating like licensed movie content because then they oh. could create like you could do like movies, reality yes. shows. You could do yes. like basically Netflix would just become like the marketing arm of right. like Major League yeah. Baseball, and they, they they would benefit because because Netflix's biggest issue is 
like lower subscriber growth. And like all of a sudden you would bring in anybody who was a baseball or soccer fan who was like, Oh shit. Like I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to watch my team. And because like, guess what? It's way cheaper than getting the MLB package to see every game. And it's cheaper than the MLS package if they did something like that. And you're getting Netflix. Like you're still getting Netflix on top of all of that. So you're, yeah, right. you're really only paying like an extra 12 to $15 a month to get all this extra content. And like you said, yeah, then you have a movie studio for both of your leagues, which would be incredible. Also, like a built-in studio. Yeah, that's, that's, the other thing that's great with with football with NFL with DirecTV's app games I would never watch. I'm like, oh well, I have three fantasy guys on that game. I guess I'll watch that. And yeah, if that wasn't in my network, and if I didn't have you know the NFL package, like I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't seek it out. But if I see it on my, you know, if I go into Netflix, it's like, oh, I sh- I guess I'll, I'll check out Cubs St. Louis. Like that could be a good game, and it's like it's just right there. the The accessibility where I don't have to like actively f- try to figure out okay where where can I f- somehow mm-hmm. jerry rig this to work will also get you fans. Yeah, that that's like the easiest thing in the world is like just make it accessible because there yeah. are yeah. enough there are enough fun players and teams and like storylines that exist. I think we'll get into maybe as a fix the game type of thing, another episode about the unwritten rule bullshit. But like, <laughs> if you just made Tony it accessible, we're coming for you. Come for you, baby. <laughs> Kiss my white ass. If you, <laughs> if, you uh, if you just made it accessible, just, just hope, like I keep saying, open the floodgates and let, young people discover the game and let generations connect over it, but make it accessible and let people share what they like. And then let the players be like the, like, you know, things that the, the avatars for that. It's like not rocket science. It's like every other league has figured it out. How have you not, you know, yep. you, you keep like, you know, gatekeeping content and you keep catering to like old crusty farts who yeah. like, you know, make the game well, fucking worse and, and like, <laughs> like ultimately I, have a shittier opinion about baseball than younger people. And Sorry. Next we have Yogi Berra to tell us some yeah. of his funny sayings. <laughs> well, and I do want to give him one bit of kudos that they did get right in the last probably two years before we like really dump on them. And, you know, yeah, you really brought us from the brink. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because we were going in a good direction. The one thing that they have started to at least get better to is with regards to apparel. Now that they're with Nike. Yep. The City Connect is fantastic. Yep. I like it. I dig it. I'm not as into them. I, I like the idea. Uh I just think but even the some of the juries are good. Even just like the, like the Brewers redesign was yeah. super tight. Oh yeah, that was so phenomenal. Good, yeah. So that is one area where they're kind of slowly getting it. I will say, and yeah. I believe Close. next year there's a lot of teams that are in line for redesigns. I thought it was like it was always kind of going to be that Nike took over everything in 2020, but they were basically keeping the majestic template for everything for the first two years and working with teams over, you know, a two and a half year period and kind of going, 
going to rebranded redesigns, all of that fun stuff. So that is actually one area where they have made some headway. And yet they did their last players weekend with only black and white jerseys, which was (laughs) abysmal. Like those (laughs) were just straight. That was the most boring. Like I love the players weekend. I think it's so much fun. And like, they they literally just annihilated that entire concept. Yeah, by doing. No, it. I loved I loved those like pullover jerseys with like the uh, contrasting sleeves and you know it bodies me of, of the, the jerseys. Yeah, it reminded me of the turn ahead the clock. Yeah, a little bit. From the yeah. 90s, a little bit. Like a it started bit. to get like real funky. I you know I I, I love that. Like I. I like I love the the Red Sox City Connect with like the Boston Marathon influence on it, like stuff like that is just. But even then, like, here's the problem with this: who the fuck knew about that, or even like talked yeah, about it? There was it, again, like, there was no fanfare. It was just like, oh, by no, the way, here's like a new jersey for the Red thing. Sox oh, for a weekend, and it's like, what? Yeah, it's the same when like baseball season starts. Nobody fucking knows. Like when when baseball sometimes starts in Japan. And it's like, you know, there's like a, a random series with like the Mariners and A's in Japan. And like nobody on earth even knows the MLB season actually started. Well, it's because like, it's a week you... before the season starts. Right. Like, how are you like... fucking up like even the start of your season? It's just so, and like, and you're not like televising that nationally in the right way. Well, no, they televise it nationally, but it's at like three o'clock in the morning. Yes, yeah. Right. Exactly. But like, my last thing here is we kind of wrap it up that. I've been wanting to throw out there for marketing too, is like MLS does this because it's soccer and that's sort of ingrained in that culture of the sport, but ever, and, and the A's do this really well, but more teams and like baseball should cultivate this are like fan clubs and like fan sections yeah. and like, like yes. building up this sort of like kind of organic, like group where like in the bleachers, you have like this particular, you know, thing or, you know, because uh, the A's have like the group of people that are like you know banging on drums and stuff. The Mariners Cocktail. have like King... Pro... yeah, right or uh, Brohio. Remember that? Oh my god! Yes. Sometimes it doesn't work. No. But Nordic just got that terrible crew redesign uh, where they were going to eliminate the crew name yes. from the team. Right. Oh they yeah, just got that reverse today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, literally because the fans met the Nordic revolted met with them to be like, you're not doing this. Please do that, Indians fans, when they change us to the Rockers. Please revolt oh. until it's fixed. <laughs> or even Guardians. If they're Guardians, I, I will I will lead an uprising. <laughs> I won't stay. I will not stand. Anything for that. rock and roll or based on some statues that no one cared about up until two years ago, oh. uh, there will be hell to pay. Yes. But yeah, no, I mean I, I don't know. There's just like to me, it feels like there's a limitless opportunity of fun stuff you can do if you just had like if there was just someone at major league baseball who had like a modicum of like creativity yeah. in their mind it's like it's not hard and every other sport manages to do it but you so like you're the problem it's not everything else around you it's like you blame everything else but it's like yeah. you're causing your own issues here they're the old man that's get off my lawn they're the embodiment of that well, they're trying to let the kids play, but then they never follow yeah. through on that. Exactly. So, ugh. Ugh. Okay, as we wrap it up, do you guys have any other ideas that you want to throw out there? 
I mean, I think we tackled the marketing angle as best as we possibly could. I think we literally just earned a like five hundred thousand dollar check to be like I, a consulting I, firm that came I, in and like exactly gave them twenty ideas. If they follow five of them, and things will turn around greatly for them. Yeah, right. I think we need to start an LLC tonight. We can file in Delaware because smart. That's you know, my company did that. Too. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. Right, Duh. right. And yeah, like get, get an offshore should, account going. Yep. Uh, well. Without saying yes, <laughs> um, we can't let everybody know we our can't plans. Announce yes. that, Steve. Yeah. Oh shit. And okay. first and foremost, you know, get Tatis and Mookie Betts and uh, Trout together for that three men and a baby uh, remake. Who was the, that would the be original hilarious. cast? Was what? Uh, it was Ted Danson, um, Ted Danson, uh, Gutenberg, Gutenberg, and uh, Magnum PI. Oh yes. Yeah, so you Selleck, right? Tom Selleck. Tom yeah. Selleck. So yeah. you get all of so what's cool, what would be cool is like then you do like a scene where like they all make cameos. Yeah, and Ted Danson is like shit. Mike Trout's father. <laughs> and they like they like show up at their house oh, to help them. Dude. Oh my god. Like Can, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Like it's all star weekend or something, and like yes. a baby gets left at like a uh one of their like oh. <laughs> That would be phenomenal. Um, Doorsteps or something. So wait, you're having them play themselves. Okay. Yeah. So I was no, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Characters. I love that they play themselves. <laughs> no, no, they got to play themselves. I think it's like, yeah. Uh, Tom Selleck play two characters in this. Can he kind of reprise his role from two minute or from three men and a baby, but also be Mr. Baseball? Yes, he can. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, you know, like, he was like it's just like, He's like actually the same person, well, but just like do the same thing with Sam from Cheers because he was a minor league yeah. baseball player. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh. Baseball does need to hire us. That would like actually be super problems. fun. You know, it would be super fun. A base, a campaign that baseball could do like for an entire season would be like doing like fake reunion content with players from like the movies. So like you have you would have like Dennis Quaid, you'd have yes. Kevin Costner, you'd have uh, Charlie Dance, Sheen, Tom Selleck. Who'd you say? Charlie Sheen. Char- well, maybe. No, I'm going there. <laughs> I'm going there. I put it out there. Maybe someone else. <laughs> uh, no. Agree to disagree. Like, I think you could do like a whole like season of content based around like doing like ridiculous stuff with like players that never like existed, you know. I don't know. There's just do, so many, do, yeah, commercials, like sketches, yeah. like all throughout the Christopher season. Christopher Lloyd's like floating around an entire season for baseball, like <laughs> yes. Angel. Like so I essentially, a world. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Basically, you you create as if a world where every fictitious all baseball existed. player yes. all exists in our reality yeah. now. Yes, right. That'd be amazing. I don't know. I think that would be that would be very interesting, and you can yeah. do some sort of fun thing with that, like all season, where like maybe you even build like a contest of like building out like a fantasy roster with those types of players and yeah. stuff. And you create like a big giant, like history of baseball, but using fictitious players, like the natural and yeah. just like, yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. Why not? Ooh. You know, you have like, you do like a tribute seat, you know, you do like tribute stuff to like Bernie Mac, you know, as Mr. 3000. <laughs> Mr. 3000. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, but you do tastefully, <laughs> I guess. That'd be so, amazing. I don't know. It's just like, these are literally 30 ideas we just like Matt popped LeBlanc out of our ass. And Ed 
And and oh we- yeah. <laughs> that's yes. where I have to put that's that's my line in the sand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand. Joey does not get his uh day in the sun. Oh, Steve, Major League did, Baseball. Did I ever tell you uh they were filming at the old Columbus Clippers Stadium before they had to rebuild? They were filming like a movie there, and I don't know if it ever came out. But they were like, it was like a big thing in Columbus. And it's like, oh, come on down. You can be an extra. And so my brother and I kept like walking by like while they were doing scenes. And eventually they told us like, hey, like you keep like walking into the middle of all of our scenes. And you're just like, <laughs> you're just like staring at us. Like you're not doing anything that a natural fan would do. So like, you, could do you could do this or like, please just stand there and watch. And we're like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I would just like walk with it was like when I was a teenager, so I'm like walking around with this like seven year old and just yeah. stopping and just like pointing at random things without any like any baseball stuff like yeah. that. All. Right? <laughs> what the hell was the movie? Um, I'll have to look. I'll have to look it up. I'll find it. Okay. Speaking of extras, I mean, you know who two of the most famous extras in Feel the Dreams were? Who? Not Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Were they extras in it? They were extras in a scene when they went to Fenway for the game. Oh, they were incredible. in incredible. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Wow. So give like give like those two guys like go to them and be like, hey, we know you guys were in this movie. So kind of building off your idea, Steve, and like give them like a backstory and like let them like run wild with like commercials. That actually or something. would be like. Yeah, that would actually be super fun. Just be like, "Hey, you two can just like be our like people." Like every It'll year, be kind you of got, like, like a point person or like yeah, yeah, like like a friendly rivalry or oh, something. Dude, or- no, they're doing a tour of stadiums, and so that's how you meet all these other characters from all the other movies. Oh, or very like, naturally, or like you'd create like if Netflix was your studio you create like a show where a guy gets like sucked into an alternate dimension where all of these guys were like existed. The exist, the player, like that was the oh. major league baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I just think that I'll just, you know, tomorrow sit next to my phone and wait uh, patiently for the league office to call us. And, <laughs> yes. uh, As we don't release the episode for like five days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they I know. Mean, they know. They know. Yeah. They know. They'll, they'll sense it. They'll sense it. So, well, Kevin Costner can play like four characters, which is great. So, yeah. I mean, you're just that's, that's true. That's cost savings <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. So there. Yeah. There. You know, a, a good working forty or fifty ideas we've tossed out here for marketing baseball. Uh, all of which would be massive improvements over their current state. Yeah. So you know, take what you can of that. Executives who are most likely listening to this. We will be back with additional episodes of Fixing Baseball uh, that dive into some other areas. But if you have any marketing ideas on how to fix baseball, be sure to hit us up on social at Cal Pinal Pod. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye.